Anne Glowinski remembers the wound. The wound was a dragon for me and the patient, in a sense. It was gnarly, and, and it was a source of pain for me, too, at first. Sort of like, what? I have to deal with you. I have to face you. This episode of Clinical Impressions is the story of that wound. But more than that, it's the story of a man who was wounded and of the medical student who took care of him. My name is Anne Glowinski. I'm the training director for Child and Adolescent Psychiatry at WashU and the division associate chief. So I was in medical school at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas, and I was doing my surgery rotation, and mine was at the VA. And remember, this was not the VA that you have now, but this was the old VA. So it's, it's a very, in my memory, like a World War II, you know, like in the movies, building with literally a ward, like also in the movies where, where you have something like 30 patients in a room in parallel beds, so a very large room. A long room with a row of beds each holding a patient who was recovering from surgery. Dr. Glowinski says she doesn't even remember there being curtains between them. She and her team just walked from bed to bed, examining the patients one by one. So we were rounding, and this gentleman who had the wound was at the very end of that hall. So he was the last patient. And we had started the rotation, and the first day we rounded, and part of the rounding on the patients who had surgery was to look at their wounds and, and tend to them. And most of these wounds were, you know, basically not defying imagination. But his was. It was one of those sites that she couldn't forget, even if she wanted to. Like, basically, we're, we're at the bed of this man, let's call him Mr. W. And he is, you know, a s- sort of somnolent... African-American man, probably in his 60s, who looks 80, and and he's missing his leg. And where the joint was, was a mass of basically infected tissue in various stages of infection, in various stages of sort of healing. But, you you know, this is a wound he had had for weeks. And, And so we uncovered that wound. And then we cleaned it. And, and, and by mean we, the team. So the first time, you know, I'm watching the chief resident do this. And while this was happening, while the resident was cleaning the wound, the patient didn't say a word. He just moaned. And, you know, don't think he was screaming like a woman in labor, but he was moaning, he was uncomfortable. And, and it's also possible that in my imagination, the moaning, like maybe the surgeons were interpreting the moaning as very manageable, but imagine for me, my first surgery rotation and literally really reacting to this man's pain. So I don't even remember if I was paying attention. I could have very well been averting my eyes and just paying attention to the guy's pain the first time. The second day, during rounds, they stopped at that last bed again, where Mr. W was lying with his wounded leg. The chief resident leading the group, Dr. Glowinski remembers, was kind of a macho guy. So he, he was like a character in a novel. He had a big mustache. He was really tall. He was very alpha. Everybody in the team was following him. So, so basically, Dr. Macho turns to me. No, turns to us, to our group of students, five or six students, and, and essentially nods. Like he, he unwraps 
the wound and he nods, kind of communicates non-verbally that now it's our turn like to, to step in and do our jobs. And, and the entire group freezes and hesitates. And I remember stepping forward and I do it, and I do it more gently than he had done it the day before. So even though I was pretty much, you know, my, my lid was flipped, my amygdala were not exactly uh, quiet at that point, but I remember uh, sort of trying to be gentle and comforting, you know, so maybe I held his hand a little bit or things like that. And I went as fast as I could. And, and then the next day, there was no question it was my job. And basically for the whole month, this was just my job. And then I remember um, basically over time feeling much more habituated to the task and even more relaxed, you know. So at first I was very worried about hurting this guy. And then this, this become an intimate connection with this patient. I, I, I remember... Uh, I don't remember, you know, I'm going to lie if I say, oh, he was moaning less. That would be wishful thinking. But I just remember that I became more comfortable with, like, the connection part as opposed to, oh, my God, this is going to help. It was, it was just like, okay, I'm approaching this person's bed and, and then I'm doing this as lovingly as I can and as meaningfully as I can. So there, there, there was a sort of zen of tending to that wound that developed. And then... And then, yes, progressively, the wound became something that was on a man called Mr. W. And I was happy to see Mr. W every day and to be the one doing that. So it felt good eventually. It felt like it was my job. And it felt like there was a grace in it, right? Just the grace, the grace of, of, of basically the encounter of two human beings, one with a wound and another one who can make that wound worse or, or better. And that's how it was. For weeks, every day, she took care of her patient and his wound. And then her rotation was over, and she never saw him again. She never learned whether or not he recovered. I don't know. You know, so this was, I, I finished the rotation. Mr. W, I would suspect, died from this wound, you know, I, 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 with what I know now. And, you know, the irony is we never discussed, like, this wasn't even part of the discussion. What's the prognosis of this patient? This was like working in a factory. Um, again, with that grace where it wasn't like a factory, because I would be horrible in a factory. But, but there, was, there was definitely a, well, this is what we do. This is what we do. Dr. Glowinski says when she was a medical student, that was all there was to it. The usual MO for people my age who are doctors is that we sort of carried these experiences and then if we were lucky, we took them out of a box and we looked at them and then we grew. When she thinks about this experience now, she sees it as an example of how meaningful it is to make a connection with people, to see not just their injuries or their illness, but to see them as human beings. You know, so years later, I think I, I became aware of things that I wasn't aware of then, you know, which is when people say, when people get frustrated about there's nothing you can do, 
you know, there there is something you can do. You can be with somebody when they're having pain and you can be a different person than another person. You can have doctors who treat you like a human being or doctors who don't. And it's a very bad feeling when they don't. When she first met Mr. W, his wound was almost all she could see. Getting past that and seeing him as a person, that took time. The first moment was the hardest, but I don't think the transformation happened then. It was a process, day after day, moment after moment, until she realized something inside her had changed. I was a different person. I was not somebody who could do that. In the end, Dr. Glowinski says, facing that wound was one of the experiences that made her the doctor she is today. Someone who understands the importance of treating everyone as the human beings that they are. Even when you can't heal them, you can be there, with them, in that moment, as long as it lasts. Clinical Impressions is produced by me, Craig Pearson, at Washington University School of Medicine.